To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. And it's a warm welcome to Sports Talk to Graeme Agars as we take a look at the US Open. That is the tennis version, of course, something that Graeme I jokingly refer to as the New York hostage crisis because it goes so long. And I see, Graeme, nothing's changed. It's still going to two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Novak finished at 1.45 a.m. the other morning. You know, there are a few desperate souls. Probably had too much to drink that were hanging around till the bitter end, but everybody else had got home. Home, and they, you know, they have to wake up to the radio news in the morning to find out who actually won the match that they couldn't watch. So nothing's changed. And the US Open, uh, unlike any of the others now, put two main matches on court on their main courts every night. So if the girls' match and the men's match both dig in, you know, you, you've got guys starting matches at 11 p.m. and finishing, as I said, 1, 1.30 in the morning. It's it's crazy. It upsets the schedule of the whole tournament. Um, Marketa von Drusova, who finished last match uh, well after midnight uh, on the court in her previous match, turned around and found out she was playing first match up today on the main court. So she said, basically, I haven't slept for two days, but somehow she's still managing to win. This is something that's occurring in the Australian Open. Is it easily solved? Because it's not going away, is it? Is there there a simple solution to this issue, Graham? Yeah, so we don't deal with it at Wimbledon because they have an 11 o'clock curfew. And uh, the French Open uh, don't run into trouble because they only have one lit court, really. But the Australian Open is trying something different. Sort of from the middle towards the end of the tournament, they don't necessarily put two singles matches on the main court at night. They might put a blockbuster match and then a doubles match in case the singles finishes quickly. So the fans still get, you know, a good five hours of tennis, you know, turn up at seven and go home at midnight. But the US Open has has actually been asked by the players to stop putting two singles matches on late at night and their answer was a two-letter word starting with N. As a politician over here, he used to use that phrase all the time, but we'll let that one go, being as, as election year. Aside that, Graham, and things may change, we don't know, there's some other issues floating around, and uh, we could go through a blow-by-blow blow what's happened in the games and the scores, but I'm interested in some other other options around this, and the one at the moment is it's turned into a team sport, tennis has. Can you expand on that for us? Yeah, so, you know, there's always been controversy about coaches coaching from the players' box, and you remember the... Um, the big incident with Serena Williams in a final a few years ago, blowing up about an umpire warning that she was receiving coaching. Well, the US Open have decided that they will allow coaching of all sorts from the players' box. So there's this constant yabba, 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 all the way through the matches to the point where Coco Goff in the third set of her previous match actually said to them, shut up. She gave, she gave them the cut side. I've had enough. I'm playing, you're not. And and the ridiculous thing is, you look in the player's box now, it used to be the girlfriend or the boyfriend, the coach, and maybe another hanger-on called a fitness expert. That was it. Now, these things are bulging with people that are all trying to get limelight on television. And, and it, it's not a team sport. Davis Cup is a team sport where you have the coach sitting 
at the change of ends and, you know, he says, maybe you could get it over the net more often or something like that. You go back out and play. But, you know, there are actually calls now to have coaches sitting on the court. And I'm saying, let's go back to the point where they can make discreet hand signals and, and let the player figure it out. And I'm going to switch sports here. There's a couple of quotes from two old greats, Lee Trevino and Jack Nicholas. Lee Trevino said, I'll get a coach when I can find somebody who can beat me on a regular basis. I love that. And Jack Nicholas talking about the caddies. You know how the caddies now have mathematics degrees because they're calculating all of these numbers. You know, it's it's 121 to carry and then it's 10 to the back and the pin's on 12 and the wind's coming at two knots over here. So we'll add one and a half yards. All of this nonsense that goes on before they play a single shot. And, and that's why rounds are lasting four and a half and five hours on the pro, the pro level. You know, it's just, it's just totally getting out of control. And somebody said to Nicholas one day, well, a caddy's a very important uh, part of golf, isn't it? And what did you do when you were playing? And he said his caddy, he had a caddy called Angelo. He said he has two jobs, show up and shut up. And that, that's how Nicholas played golf. And I'm just reminded of it watching this constant jabber, and it drives me crazy. There, there are people who think this adds to the game. It doesn't. It distracts from the one-on-one -on -one competition, which tennis is. It's a team sport at Davis Cup. It's an individual, absolute, you know, knife between the teeth, fight out on the court between two players. And that's how it should remain. Uh, but I have grave... Um, Grave feelings that it, this coaching thing is going to, you know, swamp the game because TV seems to like it because if the match is boring, they can go to the player box. Graham Agas joins us as he casts a critical eye, and indeed it is, over the US Open. We'll wind things up, Graham, with a, with a quick look at what do you think is going to happen in the end. Is it a case of it's going to be Novak again up against the, the new breed out of Spain? And is anything going to change with the women's side of the draw? Well, I, I hope it's Alcaraz and Djokovic because that's the story in tennis right now. Now, some bozo might come along and, and mess that up, but um, Alcaraz looks so solid so far that I expect him to make the final. Novak's been a little dodgy. His draw's not all that bad from here on in, so that's the one we're hoping for and the one we want to see because you know the Wimbledon final was a classic, the Cincinnati match where Djokovic got the win was one of the best tennis matches ever. And, and if they can square off at the weekend in New York, it'd be great. The women's one, you know, we've got Sabalenka, who's now assumed the, the number one ranking as, as sort of the favourite, but the sentimental favourite here, and obviously the American favourite here is, can Coco Goff at the age of 19 get a breakthrough major win and turn women's tennis on its ear? It would be sensational if this kid could do it. So... Uh, they're in opposite half of the draw, so if they do meet, it will be in the final. And if we had those two matches to finish uh, the last major of the year, I think it would be great. And would you put up with the coaching if that was the case? <laughs> well, I would hope Coco would have told her her team to just can it. And, and the you know, Novak, he doesn't really get advice from his players box he he just abuses them <laughs> during a match to to let out steam so i'm happy for him to go ahead and do that but uh, we'll just have to see alcaraz on the other hand only 20 he looks to his player box after every single point 
of the match, even if it goes five sets. So there's going to be a bit of a contrast there. But I just hope this coaching thing doesn't get out of control because tennis is a wonderful one-on-one game. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.